Silence. Normally something I loved, but not at the moment. What I really wanted was to leave the room, to escape, to seek privacy where I might concoct some sort of plan that could quell the scheme in which I had unwillingly become involved. I was about to observe one small part of the scheme, but I couldn't think of any way to either distance myself from it or disrupt it somehow. So I was left to sit here uncomfortably and play out my role as the others expected me to do. I closed my eyes so that I wouldn't have to look at the other two people in the room with me. They, like me, seemed to be impatient with the current situation, though for very different reasons. How many hours had we been here? I wasn't entirely sure, but finally, at around one in the morning, footsteps reached my ears. They were coming up the stairs outside. Half a minute later, two people entered the room, both men I knew. One, the shorter of the two, who had the code 2C7 written over the breast of his uniform, was one of my least favourite people in the world, just as I was, no doubt, one of his least favourite. The other, the man with 3M27 on his uniform, was almost as unpleasant, though thankfully I didn't have to put up with his presence very often. Sorry about the delay, said Cornish, plonking himself down in a seat on the other side of the table. I had trouble getting hold of him. My bad, conceded Moran, taking the seat around the corner from me. I wasn't aware that it would be tonight. Well, it is, said Arnold. Or rather, today. You understand what it is you need to do? Indeed I do, said Moran. You are, uh, quite sure the Woodwoods won't have protection around them? Certain, replied Arnold. However, if they become aware of what we're doing and decide to use our own plan against us, I think it would be a good idea for you to keep these as well. He glanced across at Tankum, who pulled a silk bag from her pocket and passed it across the table to Moran. As it hung from her hand, it looked to me rather like a scrotum with three testicles in it, and I had to fight to suppress a grin. He took it, pulled the drawstrings, and glanced inside. His face lit up with excitement. Keep them protected, won't you? she told him. Put them in the safe with the other two. But of course, replied Moran, wearing a twisted smile I didn't trust one bit. Now, 3M27, have you spoken to your son today? asked Arnold. Yes, he told me of the promotion, said Moran. I must tell you, in case it slipped his mind, that we are both exceptionally honoured that you have granted him such a privilege. I have to wonder, though, why? I was under the impression he wasn't entirely trustworthy. You remember why he is, I'm sure, said Arnold, staring hard at Moran. Something passed between them that nobody else in the room seemed to comprehend, but it caused them each to lose some colour in his face. Well, the reason, Arnold went on, is because we want him to bring H4 to us, and it might be easier on you to only have one job at a time. All the more reason you must keep those, said Tankum, pointing at the silk bag, away from the boy. Understand? Of course, said Moran curtly. Anything else? Arnold and Tankum looked at each other. No, said Arnold finally. You have everything you need. Tomorrow you will set off, and I want you to report back to us Thursday evening. Good luck.